You're listening to the Zinger Nation Power Hour, where we give you the rundown on the hottest trades and stock ideas. For the best experience and most up-to-date information, tune in live on the Benzinga YouTube channel, weekdays at noon. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? Today is not Thursday. Despite what you may think, it's not Thursday. Today is GameStop Day, baby. That's right. GameStop back at it. I've been waiting for this one all week. I mean, we're, we're about to dig into this congressional testimony. We're, we're going to be uh, cutting into the stream live here, right? So, so we expect this thing at Benzinga. We expect this, this, this thing to go for about five hours or so, starting sometime right around now. Most of that five hours is going to be pretty boring, right? So they're going to start and do some jibber-jabber at the front. You don't need to watch that. Then they're going to read their, their pre-submitted testimony. We already know what they're saying. Okay, boring, doesn't matter. Where we're going to have some fun is when they get to that Q&A session, all right? We are going to have some ridiculous and, and like, totally uninformed questions flying uh, and from, like, such an unlikely group of people, right? J- just to recap, who, who's testifying to Congress today? We got Melvin Capital, Citadel, Robinhood, the CEO of Reddit, which is ridiculous. I mean, he's going to have be so clueless about market structure. And, of course, deep effing value, deep fucking value. Uh, Roaring Kitty is going to be there representing for all of us. I mean, th- this is GameStop uh, Roaring Kitty Day. I mean, can you imagine? Like, imagine if you're this guy, like, you know, just, just thinking back, you know, a month ago, two months ago. I mean, no, like, literally no concept in your mind that you would be testifying to Congress about your Reddit posts. Um, so, so, I mean, let's go. I mean, this is, yeah, somebody said Raging Kitty. That's right. Air horns on that one. Oh, but always the soundboard has to not work once uh, in the day, and then we get it worked out. There yeah, it is. Try now. Yeah, there we go. Um, so, yes, guys, you know, stay on the stream. You're not going to miss a thing. We are going to make it so you don't have to watch all the boring shit that's going to happen up front. And, and when we get to the fun Q&A, when, when we get some ridiculous comments, when we get Vlad talking about it, um, you know, that's when we'll be cutting over and keep this in mind too, with the Robin hood, the Robin hood angle, I think is going to be really interesting. You know, I, I heard through the grapevines that they hired literally the most expensive law firm in New York to represent them. Um, and they're trying, they're fighting for their lives with this IPO, right? What Robin hood was supposed to have a Q1, Q2 IPO this year, right? The, then it sort of got screwed up and keep in mind two years ago, they were supposed to have an IPO and they had the banking mistake. Where they where they let people open checking accounts without getting it cleared by the government, and and that was a big controversy, and they had to push the IPO back. This year was supposed to be the year. Now this happens; they might have to push it back again. So so I think that Robinhood is going to be fighting for their lives um, to to try to get some uh, to try to make this IPO go off and, and get some money. Hey, wait, Lou, can I jump in for a second? Uh, I, I don't that, know, Spencer. Can you on that oh, bank, on that banking fiasco? You remember that? Remember they announced checking accounts. And uh, SIPC, right, which is like the regulatory body that oversees that, they were like, whoa, nobody from Robin Hood has ever spoken to us before. What the hell are you guys doing? Oh, no, no, it was the FDIC. It was the FDIC. The FDIC was like, you know, they're the ones that insure your, your, your checking accounts, your savings accounts. They were like, we've never spoken to anybody. What are you guys doing? We don't even know anything about this. How can you, how can you launch checking accounts without talking to us first and they had to walk that back it was it's pretty embarrassing yeah yeah and and spencer you know what i appreciate with you being here to hang out with me on this show today 
Yeah, is, is that we're going to look beyond the anti-vaxxing views and just add <laughs> the fact that you are a big-time GameStop shareholder. Let's big go. Time. Spencer Israel is in this one. And, and I will say, I actually really like this stock from a risk-reward standpoint. You, you got the thing. It's already down 5% today. Drain it right around $43.50. Um, uh, I think that there's so much upside potential on this, right? I mean, th this is the chance, right? This this could be like the last stand where, where the community rises up and says, we are piling this thing. As soon as Roaring Kitty starts speaking during his prepared testimony, that's when I expect us to get price action. I think the crowd is going to rally this thing. Um, and, and there could be, you know, if Citadel gets tripped up, if Robinhood gets tripped up by questions, I mean, we, we could be in the position where, you know, they, they rally this stock. So, so, I mean, I think that your downside risk of anything coming out of today is, is pretty small. Um, I, I think that the upside is, is significant. So, so I actually do like your, your big GameStop position. I know between GameStop and Doge, that's the majority of your, your asset Spencer. And, and it's, it's aggressive, but, but, but interesting. Um, and guys, I apologize. I didn't even start by with, with the point of the show today. That's the way that I like to start every single day. Saying, what are we doing here? Why do we spend these, these 60 today? We're spending two hours together, guys. Two hours so we can watch this testimony together, get some hot takes, maybe make some trades even while it's going on. Uh, but the point of the show is be the best trade idea resource out there. That's what we're going for, guys. If we are not delivering on our promise of delivering you all trade ideas, call us out. Tell us in the chat. Power hour at Benzinga.com. Spencer Israel at Benzinga.com. Shoot us the emails. That's Tell my us email. Yeah, that's his email address. We got his phone number coming up shortly. To tell us if, if we're not delivering on that, guys. And ideas are going to come from myself. They're going to come from Spencer. And most importantly, they're going to come from Zinger Nation. That is all of you out there in the community. Let's let's get this stuff flowing. Um, today, I'm going to go over an earnings trade that I have on for tonight. Uh, I also have a new stock that I'm going to be adding to the portfolio. Let's go. Um, we're, of course, going to be watching a lot of GameStop price action um uh uh ticker visl let's talk about that one uh that that's one that we added to the live portfolio just a couple days ago maybe on on monday tuesday somewhere like that um we're, we're actually going to be having the ceo of that of that stock on the the power hour i, I think sometime next week so it's visl so so stay tuned for that one and then of course we are bringing a suite of guests guys um but but i we we did something yesterday that i thought was pretty fun you know let, let's let's bring Spencer back onto the stream here. Hold on, hold on. Um, you know, so so we did something yesterday that that I thought was pretty fun. We're yeah. taking calls from the crowd, right? Zinger Nation, this is the show for the people. Today is the day for the people. I mean, this is GameStop Day, baby. I mean, this is I've been waiting for this one all wait, month. Wait, have you told them what you did? What you did to me yesterday? What you got me into? I talked about your position, sure. <laughs> what about your position? Luke comes up to me at like four thirty-five o'clock. He goes, "You get Spencer." You know what's going to happen tomorrow? It's GameStop's going to go up. We should buy GameStop. Wouldn't it be so funny if we owned GameStop and it went up during the hearing? I, I like, bought yeah. a shitload of GameStop yesterday at like 5 p.m., guys. Yeah. I, first of all, Luke didn't even know that you – or maybe he didn't know, but he forgot that you can't do market orders uh, after the close. Um, but Luke and I both bought GameStop yesterday uh, after every shit ton. And we are both long, and we're both getting smoked here. I, I bought – Hundreds of dollars worth of shares, literally hundreds of dollars, like my entire Weeble account. And I bought hundreds of shares. <laughs> my, <laughs> my, entire, <laughs> my entire Weeble account is on the line today. It's getting smoked 
if we click over to the live portfolio today, it's looking pretty bad. Ooh, ouch. <laughs> Why didn't we sell 8 a at what was that 8 a.m. when it was up 9 a.m.? Yeah, it was 51. All right, I don't care. My catalyst, guys, is is Roaring Kitty. I think that as soon as he opens his mouth, let's get some volume on this thing. I mean, we'll see. Could, could I lose 10% in a day? Yes, oh, absolutely. I mean, that, that yes, that, I mean, we, we know what's happening, right? That, that, that's the risk. You know, could this thing rise 30% today? I think absolutely. There's potential for it. You know, somebody saying shave the kitty. I think they meant to say save the kitty. Um, but yeah, let's go, shave baby. <laughs> hey, I, I just I got I, I just got the, the bearish indicator. I don't know what the, the text from my dad. Why is the market down? Never a good thing when you're yeah, spy is getting smoked today, too. I mean, let's talk about that down a percent. Um, I mean, this is probably the worst day that we've had in spy for quite a while. I'm gonna pull up some daily candles. Let's see. <laughs> you mean since yesterday no. morning? <laughs> No, look at okay. So, so last week we had a worse day. Um, you know, here, here, here's what this this action today looks like. Obviously, not good. Let's look at IWM. This is the Russell 2000 ETF. This is the ETF to track small caps. This one got absolutely hammered this week. Small caps were so hot this year. Right? If you look at the year to date on on the Russell, I mean, the thing ripped. Um, look at this. What 192 to 220. I can't do that math quickly enough in my head. So it's 28 divided by 192. So small caps are up 15% year to date, like in a month and a half. That's super fast. That's super big. Um, you know, and, they, and they've, they've taken back a little bit. But all right, guys, let, 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 let's talk about GameStop. We're, we're, we're open up the phone lines, producer Rohan. Okay. I want to bring Zinger Nation into this one, guys. Again, this is the show of the people for the people. Smash that like button. Smash that subscribe button. Share this link for us. Hashtag Zinger Nation. Watch this. I'm going to go to the YouTube. Sorry, you got to look at it twice. Hashtag Zinger Nation. I'm dropping that in there. Share this stream. We want to get this thing out here, but we are opening up the phone lines. Um, you know, producer Ron, can we get that phone number on the screen? And guys, dial in. Absolutely, absolutely. There, Let's get oh, it on the stream. We even have the producer cam. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Save, All the, right. kitty. Save the kitty. <laughs> All right, folks. Get your fingers ready. I'm throwing this number up for a couple seconds because last yesterday we just got overloaded with uh, with calls. So it's going up, and uh, go ahead and call. I just want to point out that uh, Maxine Waters is speaking right now. We we don't care about that. We, we're we're going to yeah, watch. We already know what she's going to say, right? They already released this testimony. Right, they, they already released the opening statements and testimonies. We don't care about that. We only, we only really care about the Q&A. Q&A, baby. The back and forth. Let's get What's to the right, we have We have a call. We have a call. All right, patch them through. Patch them through. Add to stream. Let's see. Do we hear him? Hello? This is Spencer Israel. I don't hear him. Producer Rohan. You know what? I don't hear him. Let's call the next guy. All right. Ne ne next caller. Let's patch it through. <laughs> just, Luke does it all the time. He answers the phone as other people. I, I just want to make sure this is working, so I'm going to play some music real quick, and let's just make sure it works. No, let me play the music. I got better music. Oh, he needs to test this thing, because Rohan, this is an unprofessional outfit. We, we, we don't know what we're doing. Can you guys hear music? Yes. No, not Luke's music. Can you hear regular Luke, music? Stop messing with it. No, Rohan, we don't hear anything. This is... Oh, <laughs> I hear that. kind of quiet. There we go. There we go. Okay, we got that. All right, now let's answer a call. Okay. Hello? Hello? Rohan, what are you doing, man? What's happening over there? Dude, don't, no one's talking. Don't make me open my second energy drink of the day. 
Nice caller, Zinger Nation, come through for us. Come on now. All right, all right, next caller. Oh, maybe it was on automatically adjust mic volume. Maybe that affected it. Let's see. Next one. I'm definitely hearing the ringing, so. All right, let's go. It's answering. Yeah, I'm getting a lot of These congressmen, I've got Luke in one ear, the hearing in the other. These congressmen are the most boring people. These congresspeople, it's so boring. Look at my my girlfriend just texted me, Spencer. I can't read that. You got it. You got bad eyes. Yeah, what does it say? I can't read that. She said, why are you streaming Maxine Waters? Because <laughs> <laughs> this is fucking GameStop day. Let's go. And I own a lot of shares. I mean, whether or not we're buying a house to, could depend on the outcome of this hearing. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. All right are get... we not getting calls? Hey, hey wait. We're getting calls. The problem is I keep getting advertisements from this app instead of the call. I said buy the Skype credits. Hey, did we ever do that bet? I, I want to do that bet. Uh, if if you want to put in the chat how long you think the he, this hearing will go, like when when it's gonna end, and whoever gets closest, we're gonna maybe get, give away some swag. Oh, do you hear someone? There we go. What's up? Hello. 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 Yeah. Hello. What's up? You're, you're on the power hour. This is Spencer Israel. <laughs> What's up, man? Yeah, I, I, I hear you. Where, where are you at with GameStop? I'm here. Today? What's up? Yeah, you should mute us in the background. This is Radio yeah. 101. Come on, man. Yeah. What, what, what do you want to talk about? The GameStop? Whatever's on your mind, man. This is like therapy for stocks. What's on your mind? Uh, um, AMC. AMC? AMC. Okay. All right. Come on. Yeah. AMC, okay. They're going to rally oh. AMC off this thing, too. We, we should have said, if you're going to call in, have something to talk about. Have something to say, people. Come on. Don't be a hater. He wants to talk about AMC. Right, I like AMC it. today, too. I'm not in it. You like the stock? You like the stock? Is, is that AMC up on, on Pro right there? What is that? Yeah, it's AMC. The two-day chart. Yeah, we, got, we got some price action this morning. We're hanging out okay. a little higher. AMC got that spike because there was that BS uh, thing in the morning with the, the Amazon takeover. That was bullshit. But, yeah. yeah. All right, yeah. Producer Rohan. All right, wait. Next you have call, other comments on call. AMC? Next call, Producer Rohan. Sometimes you just need money fast. At H&R Block, you could get up to $3,500 a day. For a second. What the hell was that, Ron? That was an advertisement. That was an ad for H&R Block. Short H&R Block, HRB. We don't like it. Okay, okay. Next call coming in. All right. Let's see it. Hello? You're on the power hey, hour. Hey, we hear you. Yeah, hey, you know... It's uh, it's BZ Tokyo, BZZT from the other chat. And yeah, I, man, what's uh, up, man? So I just want to say I got nothing to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is why this is the second best show. No, I, guess I, <laughs> I mean, you guys, you guys are doing a great job, and I'm just going to continue listening and enjoying. Thank you. All about. right, thanks, man. All right, man. Appreciate it. All right, that was awesome. 
All right, all right, all right. Wait, Refined Warrior, you have to call in. All right. Let, 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 Refined Warrior's been like a long time fan. He's like our favorite fan. All right, but, all right. We have a new one. It's answering. Let's see if it all works. All right, hit it. Oh, it still says answering. Uh, just, have to... just PSA, I'll, um, just doing some live play-by-play, but Vlad just stepped up to the mic. He's not saying anything. All right, wait, cut to it. Let's show him. Let's see what he looks like. Does he Pierce look like Rohan? a vampire, or what's, what's the deal? Oh, I can pull it up. One sec. Uh, Pierce Rohan, let, let's, let's pull it up on the screen. He's, his testimony is already out. We know what he's going to say. Uh, he, he looks good. He looks money. Like, he looks like he's out the stock market. market is a powerful wealth creator, but the U.S. Let's Let's go. What's up? Welcome to the Power Hour with Spencer Israel. Madam Chair, Madam Chair, the witness has the opportunity yep. to, to to give their own testimony. All right. The, All right. So what's up? What, what do you now. want to talk about? I want to talk about IDX. IDX? IDNomics? IDX. Oh. IDEX. Yeah, that's a hot stock. All right. Everybody loves this stock. T- tell us why yeah. do people love this thing so much? I mean, this stock is more of a cult following than almost anything out there. Are you asking me? Yeah, I'm asking you. I don't know the answer. Oh, okay. So, well, my friend, honestly, I got in it because my friends got in it. They're making money off of it. I got in it because of hype, and I was hoping you guys could talk about it. That's a great reason, right? If your friends if your friends buy it, you should buy it too, right? Isn't that what they say uh, in day one of uh, of uh, I mean trading school? I don't know. Wait, ID. It was, it's it's more so like the the Discord. It's not like one person. It's like okay, a margin of these people are buying it. Which, and which I wanted Discord? to see if you Is guys like knew anything about it because I, I um, no, it's uh, actually Money Machine Go Beep Beep. It's uh, from go. people from Ohio, from Atlanta. Uh, yeah, and it's a reference to the Gucci song. All right, one machine go. All right, we'll get that on the soundboard. Let's go. All right, <laughs> let's go. Let's go. All right, we, we got an IDEX fan. If you guys like this stuff, guys, I watched all every day. Thank you so much. All right, <laughs> thank, thank you. you for dialing in. We- all right, if not, throw it two. Let's go. All right, that was fun. Thank you. This is James Deal. See you on next time. All right, peace, man. Salute. All right, we're gonna we're gonna take maybe more of these today. You know, it, it was a rocky start. There's Vlad up on the screen with us. Um, is he the same person as Roaring Kitty? I, I think that's likely. I can't confirm that independently. I heard rumors, you know, we can't independently confirm that that they are in fact the same person. Um, but all right, <laughs> if you didn't get through today, we're gonna keep experimenting with these call-ins. We'll make it a little bit smoother later today, tomorrow, uh, etc. Et um, but, but Spencer, you know, should, should we talk some stonks a little bit or what do you want to do? Yeah. Uh, I've got, I've got you I've got there's, there's a slide up on our screen there. So you can, you can see, I'm not sure if you can hear him though. He, again, there was a weird thing. Like just happy, a completely <laughs> unprecedented event. The spike in trading activity and volatility meant that Robinhood securities, our clearing broker had to hold the line and post additional firm capital as collateral to support our clearinghouse deposit. Well, I just said hold the line. Perspective, on January 28th, our daily deposit requirement was 10 times more than on January 25th. As a result, Robinhood Securities, along with many other firms, imposed temporary trading restrictions on certain securities. We began allowing limited buys of these securities the following day, and we have since lifted the restrictions entirely. 
there are two points I want to make clear about these temporary restrictions. First, Robinhood Securities put the restrictions in place in an effort to meet increased regulatory deposit requirements. Not to right, and somebody funds. in the chat said he's reading from script, his eyes. We know that he's reading he from served the millions every single one of these congressional hearings. The, the way that it starts is, is basically Second, that the, the first Robinhood is they're reading pre-announced testimony. We actually we know exactly what he's going to say right now because, because yeah. they published it yesterday. And the yeah. same thing is, is true for Roaring Kitty, for Citadel, for, for everybody who's speaking here, right? The the we don't care about this part, right? It's old news, it's boring, it's written by a lawyer who gives a shit. Um, what what we care about again is we're going to be going to the 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 Q&A, right? The, the Q&A from Congress, who's going to be clueless on this, is when we're going to have some fun, right? Remember when, when Mark Zuckerberg was testifying and the congressman asked, like, so funny, how do you make money? And then somebody asked, somebody else asked, why am I banned from Twitter? And he's asking the Facebook dude that. These are the types of questions that we're living for. And we want to see deep F and value Roaring Kitty just get in there and yep. go after it. Um, so, so again, we're in the boring part of the hearing now. This thing's going to go on all day. We're running the stream until it's done. Uh, you know, I'll be hanging out with Spencer for, for quite a while. Um, but that's the deal there. While they're doing this boring part, Spencer, should, should I, I do a new, so do some updates on some yeah, stock? Yeah. Yeah. This is opening statements. This is already public information. This is boring. We don't really care. Um, we will cut to Roaring Kitty when he comes on. Uh, but in the meantime, let's just, let's just do a new, do a new stock. All right, Spencer. So, so you're not used to this show. On this show, we do do some aggressive trading sometimes, right? I've talked about before, 70% of my money is in ETFs, right? So so, so I, I am more conservative there. But I take that last 30%, we, we make some bets, we, we trade around with it, we have fun. Spencer, I am making a play into an earnings report tonight. Let me guess, don't, don't tell me. All right, is it Roku? No, it's not Roku, Spencer. You have it up on the screen already? I don't yeah. have it up on the screen. You don't? Okay. I, I do. I do. Uh, Planet Fitness. Okay. I got Planet it. Fitness. That's the stock. I, yesterday, I put a bearish position on Planet Fitness into earnings today. What I did is I went ahead and I bought the $75 strike puts for $3.60 a piece, 30 days out. Um, you know, they're they're reporting earnings. And basically, I think that, that the Q4 number might be whatever, but I think that their Q1 number is going to be horrible. All right, L listen to this pitch, and then we're going to ask you guys to vote on it because I want to see where everybody's at. And guys, please smash the like. I've got a new stock I'm going to be giving in just a minute here if we can get up to that 600, 650 like range. You know, we, we, we've got some resistance right now. But Spencer, check this out. I showed this chart yesterday. This is the, the social mentions of, of Planet Fitness uh, for going back for 10 years. And you see, see these humps, right? Yesterday was hump day. We called them humps. See these humps? This comes every single January. This Planet Fitness's business is driven by New Year's resolutioners, right? This is not just a gym. This is a subscription business that we're talking about here, right? And and they they get this big spike of people set, talking about on their Twitter, on their Instagram, on their Facebooks. Hey, I just joined Planet Fitness. I'm gonna get fit. I'm gonna get in shape. Yada yada, right? Um, and, and that, then they, they, they don't cancel their membership for six months. They stop going after two weeks. They keep it on for six months, 12 months, 18 months, whatever. It just keeps going because they, they either want to believe or they're too embarrassed, whatever it is, Q1 New Year's resolutioners. That is the catalyst for their business for the entire year. Check this out. We look at January, 2021, uh, not, nothing, right? There is no increase in social mentions of people saying that they joined planet fitness. So, so, so when analysts ask, 
hey, how are Q1 signups going? How are the new registrations looking? The number is going to be bad. Buzzer <laughs> on that one. So, so again, I, I am making a, a risky call. I'm not saying that, that people should follow me into this one because it is a binary event. I'm either going to get get smoked on the trade or I'm going to make a ton of money on the trade. Um, but but that's my thesis for it. Uh, I, I have this this image on my Twitter of of the social mentions. I'm gonna go ahead and drop that in the chat so you guys can see real quick. But all right, it's, I'm throwing this one out to Zinger Nation, guys. If you guys uh, are with me, you're bearish on Planet Fitness into earnings. Throw the one. If you like the stock into earnings, throw the two. You cannot abstain. You got to pick one way or another. Let's let's see where everybody's at again. One, if you if you're with me, you don't like the stock. Two, if you do, Spencer, what's your opinion on it? I'm basically always bearish because uh, one. One, they make it – they just suck. I mean, they make it impossible to to quit, right? I mean, No, I, but that's I, good, though. No, but that's good. Yeah, it's good from a, maybe a cash flow point of view, but just from a business point of view, it sucks. And a customer point of view, it sucks. So I, I – you know, I, I, I think like years ago, like 10 years ago, I think I had like a, a – I got like one of those like free – you know, a free week or whatever, or a free month, whatever, upon a fitness yep. and, and getting out of that thing, like they, they suck you in. They, it, it was, it was a nightmare. Do they help you meet your fitness goals? No, no, no. One's you are fake news. Yeah, exactly. Burn planet fitness. Let's go. Zinger nation is with me on this one, guys. Round of applause. I'm throwing that one out for you. Oh God. I clicked the wrong folder. There it is. All right. Round of applause. Let's go. Y'all are with me on this trade. We'll see what happens again. I, All right, know, uh, just be sweating into it, but hey, just I'm, I'm keeping tabs. Melvin Capital is now speaking. Gabe, All right, let's pull Melvin on. Spencer. Gabe Plotkin. We all want to see what Melvin Capital looks like. He's evil. All right, producer Mitch, producer Ron, can we bring up Melvin Capital and Gabe Plotkin right now? Yeah, let's see, see how he's in this conversation. I understand that part of the focus of this hearing is the decision of stock trading platforms to limit trading. That's not right. I want to make clear at the outset that Melvin Capital played absolutely no role in those trading platform decisions. In fact, Melvin closed out all of its positions in GameStop days before the platforms put those limitations in place. Like you, we learned about those limits from news reports. I also want to make clear at the outset that contrary to many reports, Melvin Capital was not bailed out in the midst of these events. Okay. Citadel proactively reached out to become a new investor, similar to the investments others make in our funds. It was an opportunity for Citadel to buy low and earn returns for its investors if and when our fund's value went up. To be sure, Melvin was managing through a difficult time, but we always had margin excess and we were not seeking a cash infusion. I'm here testifying today far removed from my background. I grew up in a middle-class family in Portland, Maine. I went to oh, a public high school. Look at this. Studied hard and wait, got wait, into we, don't, we, don't, we don't need that. Get, Come get on. him off the screen, Spencer. Come that, on. That, that, that's enough of that. I will say, did, did you all see uh, that Gabe Plotkin was actually one of the highest paid hedge fund managers last year in 2020? Yeah, well, that's not going to be the case for uh, 2021. He, uh, so here's some, here's some data from Bloomberg. Um, Gabe Plotkin earned... $846 million. Uh, that's a combination of performance fees and gains on his personal investments. $846 million last year. That puts him in the top 15. He's actually number 15. Wait, wait, wait. You have Citadel on there? Where's where, where, where's KG? Where's, where's KG? I'm glad you asked, Luke. Good instincts. KG, Ken Griffin, is number 
so what is that number five on the list with yep. one 1.8 billion dollars in income from again performance fees and investment growth so 1.8 billion dollars that's a big tax bill that's in, a big tax in earnings bill. for ken griffin 846 million dollars in earnings for gay plotkin uh infinity earnings for roaring kitty all right, and guys, I just want to bring up again the the ridiculousness of this hearing today, right? So you got silly. two two of the top fifteen earners basically in the entire world talking about market structure. You have the CEO of Reddit who has no idea, uh, and and then you you, you you you've got the dude the dude you got the dude from Reddit. I mean, deep F and value, Roaring Kitty is there the man of the people? I mean, it, it I mean it, it's such a charade, right? They're obviously doing it. To get to get the buzzwords, I mean, I've got I, I turned on CNN today to see if CNN would be talking about it. They've mentioned GameStop several times today, um, you know. So so we'll see. All right, we do have our first guest here, Luke. So we all right. Um, I was ready to pitch another stock, so you're telling me to hold off for a minute. I've got a new stock. I'm yeah. going to add to the portfolio just, live on the just, show today. Just hold off on that for a minute, if you can. I I, I want to bring on our guest Zeke Thomas. We're going to like. Get away from this this nonsense, this GameStop nonsense for a second. We'll come back to it. Zeke Thomas joining us now on the Power Hour. Zeke, how are we doing? Hey, everybody. Zeke, how long GameStop are? How many shares of GameStop do you own right now? How many shares of GameStop do I own right now? <laughs> Zero. He's the smart one. Shit. Why don't we listen to him? Zero. Spencer and I bought a shit ton of GameStop. No, we did not buy a shit ton of GameStop. I did. I, I bought like... <laughs> Double digit shares of GameStop. <laughs> it's not, it's done. All right, Zeke, what's going on, man? What's on your radar here today? You still hear me? Oh, wait, we hear uh, you. We, we lost you, but we got you back. We hear you. Right. Great. Well, you know, I was advised to put on my headphones, so you know, there. Uh oh, uh oh. Wait, we lost you again. Wait, Zeke, the Bluetooth. Oh, short Bluetooth. Forget Short this. Bluetooth, yeah, all the Bluetooth component stocks. Um, uh, uh, we we lost you again. Uh, we got him back. Oh, shoot, nope. Keep going, Zeke. Wait a minute. Can you hear me now? Yes, there we got go. him back. All, all right. right, let's do it. All right, you got me back. Yeah, I can't hear you. Clear. Oh Jesus! Oh, so, wait, hold on, Spencer. Okay. I got the now talk music. to me. All right, Zeke, can you read lips? Zeke, can you read lips? Gosh darn. Are you in here? Hello? If, you, if you can read. <laughs> That's good no. music. Well, I'm coming back. Zeke, you got me. Why? Why aren't you working? All right. Well, while Zeke is going on. The Who Wants a Millionaire theme for a fun fact. Two minutes, 37 seconds. That's pretty long. Okay. We got, co- we got two, two minutes for the, this. The co-founder of Reddit just, just hopped on. All right, let's see what he looks like. I just want to know what all these people look like. I'm going to rate their hair from best to worst. So right now we've got Vlad has been on. We've got Gabe has been on. Community has since evolved into a vast network of many thousands of communities. Got to update his name. Shit. How do you like Topics like on, news, Spencer. You got to be better with these names. Support. For example, our unemployment community has become a source of support for hundreds of thousands. You're always talking to themselves. Zeke, are you back with us? Can you hear me? We hear you. Do you hear yeah. us? Yes, I do. All right, I'm turning off. Right. Who wants to be a millionaire theme? It's two minutes, thirty-seven seconds long. We had a minute, twenty-eight seconds left. You know, so 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 we made it within the time. So I, awesome. I'm, I'm feel good about that. Awesome, great. 
well, Zeke, what's on your radar here today? About GameStop and yeah. stocks, you know, I'm happy to be here with you guys. Um, obviously, you know, my name is Zeke Thomas. I represent um, Isaiah International. And we did just make a big play in terms of stocks. Um, we invested um, in One World Pharma. And One World Pharma is trading um, on the uh, OTC um, what, stock exchange. What's the ticker so, there? I, I got it, Spencer. Come on, okay. you still All folks. right. Give me a uh, oh, There it is. One World there Pharma, baby. Let's go. <laughs> there it is. Ooh. All right. Yeah. Oh, okay. And, and, and yeah, t- talk to us about the investment. So, so it was a $3 million investment that was made, correct? Correct. All right. And, and tell us a little bit about, about the thought process behind it, why, why you like the company, et cetera. So the thought process behind it is we really see um, hemp uh, as a forward thinking uh, business. Um, we were uh, involved uh, with a previous company um, we talked about a year ago. Um, but we made an exit um, out of that company um, for various reasons, mainly the main reason being, uh, you know, when you have a CEO like my father who has a vast uh, experience in terms of um, working with bringing products to retail. Hey, real fast, tell us who your dad is. I don't know if the listeners know. Isaiah Thomas, NBA Hall of Famer, um, Isaiah okay. Thomas, um, who's also, again, a, a terrific businessman in terms of now we are four years into uh our main product which is champagne sherlon champagne um champagne champagne and it's sugar free correct everybody needs champagne is it sugar free Uh, (laughs) it is sugar free oh look at who's got the facts come on now it is sugar free wait Um, wait wait if you Google sugar-free champagne, Benzinga is the first result. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> that's the project I worked on. That's how I know those facts. Let's go. Oh Hold on. Sound effects. Okay. <laughs> I love it. All right. All I right. Love it. But we really saw um, One World Pharma in terms of um, the ability to be vertically integrated and um, be able to really make a home base in Colombia. Again, you get three turns of the sun. Um, We do see an upcoming problem that U.S. growers will have um, in terms of their infrastructure, in terms of power, in terms of energy. Um, Cannabis is taking up a lot of the power grid, and we see that as a problem um, for indoor grows. Um, That expense, um, us being able to grow our product outside, again, naturally outside, you get three turns of the sun, three turns of the soil. And our geneticists are really working on coming up with some strong ideas and strong plays uh, to really uh, better health. Again, um, this time last year, and still we uh, entered into NBA teams with our uh, muscle gel. Um, We are still doing that, although actively not in the retail space. Um, We still are being used... um, by many MBA teams um, in terms of getting uh, CBD product into um, leagues and showing the benefits. Um, much like um, much like actually the coronavirus vaccine, I am finding many, many CBD doubters um, in minority communities. 
um, which it's interesting to educate them on the benefits of CBD, CBG, and the other endocannabinoids in our endocannabinoid system. Um, because it's not just THC that has healing properties, um, which it does. Um, as your viewers know, um, I just want uh, many people to know that we are in the cannabis space and we are wanting to supply um, people and keep going. I, I'm going to interrupt you for a second, Zeke, just to update the listeners that Keith Gill, a.k.a. Roaring Kitty, a.k.a. Deep Fucking Value, is speaking now. Uh, All right, wait. We got to put him on the screen, Zeke. Sorry, this is going to take two let's, seconds. Let's this is the most important seconds. stock market story of the year. GameStop getting some volume. Let's I'm not. go. I'm not a cat. I'm not an institutional investor. Producer, nor am I a hedge fund. I do not have clients. And I do not provide personalized investment advice for fees or commissions. I'm just an individual whose investment in GameStop and posts on social media were based upon my own research and analysis. I grew up in Brockton, Massachusetts. My family was not wealthy. My father was a truck driver and my mom a registered nurse. I was one of three kids and the first in my family to earn a All right. I, I already read that, to be honest with you. So, I, oh, I, Spencer, give us like another one minute. This right. is, he said, he started with, I'm not a cat. Okay. A okay. okay. From 2010 to 2017, I worked at a few startup companies, but there were significant periods when I was unemployed. What I took an interest in the stock him? market. What is and even that? though I had very little money, I used those times to educate myself and learn more about investing. In 2019, after nearly two years unemployed, I accepted a marketing and financial education job at Mass Mutual. My wife Caroline and I were thrilled. Look, do you, that I had you want to hear all this? I mean, all right, want... no, that's enough. All right, I've had my taste, dude. He started with "I'm not a cat." I mean, that's amazing, Zeke. If, if you're not up to speed on the story, basically, what, what's happening right now is we're having a congressional hearing about GameStop, right? And, and as we've there, got as there should be. I mean, it's... as there should be, but also. Also, I do want to say that you you, you got to empower the I, – I love the power of the regular investor and of people just saying, you know what? We're going to short this market. We're going to go for it. We're going to – we we are going to take um, the big, the big uh, financial institutions on. I'm just telling everybody out there, don't short my stock. Please don't. <laughs> I, I just can't believe that like we're at a point where a, a guy who like who's basically like a Reddit hero is 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 testifying in front of Congress because the internet like fucked with the market so bad. I just it's well, like the, I mean, in 2020, going into 2021, there are a lot of things that. We and look at this; they are rallying GameStop. I no, called it at the top of the show. Let's no, they're go. not. Are they really? They are rallying the stock. Luke, am I, I told you guys. Luke, am I in the black yet? Am I in the black? I think I'm in the black. You're in the black, baby. Come on. <laughs> we're making Congratulations. Oh, my God. <laughs> Keep uh, it going. $60. Let's go. Geez. All right. Zeke, uh, I I, I want to go back to what we were just talking about here. Why do you think so many athletes and former athletes have gotten into cannabis? The main reason why I think so many athletes and former athletes and even um, when you're talking about um, – actors and entertainers is the only outlet um, that mainly uh, minority people of color or classified black people had of the opportunity to make wealth 
um, was through sports and entertainment. And now in reinvesting um, that wealth, seeing the opportunity that cannabis presents to create generational wealth and the possibility to truly help and uplift many communities out of poverty, um, I think that that is one of the main things that encourages athletes uh, and people in sports entertainment to get into the space. Yes, you see the Al Harringtons. You see Chris Webber just launched a fund. Yep. My father, obviously, um, and so forth, and Mike Tyson, and so forth, and so on. But a lot of these athletes um, that I mentioned also had severe injuries, <laughs> severe injuries. I mean, mm-hmm. Mike Tyson, he's a boxer. His whole body's broken up. Yeah, no My dad tore his Achilles and can only move his wrist like halfway. Al Harrington tore his ACL. Yeah. So you have all these athletes involved in the space who also deal with pain management and dealt with opioids and dealt with trying to figure out different ways to feel better. Um, so I think that this space, this cannabis space, although it had a lot of stigma around it, as I said, you're able to educate many communities, especially athletes that, hey, let's try this CBD or THC balm on your injury instead of Oxycontin. Why not? Let's just give it a go. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. Uh, I just want to note as you as Zeke was talking, GameStop got through forty seven. It's not backed up below it, but Roaring Kitty is is driving the stock higher. This this hilarious. All right, there's no wait more. wait Roaring Kitty. He's testifying to Congress. He he has a poster in the background with the cat hanging, and it yeah. says "Hang, Hang in there. there." Yeah, it's hilarious. Which is your favorite Stallone cutout you have behind you? Um. Well, probably wait which way that one because uh he's the champ we have no uh shirtless into that one one of our co-workers uh who who is a is a boomer uh Joel Elkanen he told me that this was not appropriate to have up on camera and That's I was what like I'm saying. and I was yes. like Joel what are you talking about men, what do you mean it's pretty rocky what do you mean it's not appropriate rocky. to have on camera the icon it's the loan yeah yeah, no, I, I don't know what he was talking about. All right, and then now I got to do a follow up and ask you, you know, what what's your favorite Rocky movie? Uh oh, that's a tough one. I mean, I Rocky two is is like two. is wait, yeah. which one is two? Is that the is that Russia? Two is no, no, four, man. Russia. Wait, actually, wait, four four ended the Cold War. So yes, four ended the Cold War. <laughs> you killed us, and we. That was a great impression. That oh was pretty God. good. Wait, but what's the order of the movies? Number one is Apollo Creed. Is that right? One and yeah, two. Number one Apollo is Apollo Creed. Creed. He loses. Okay, yeah. two is two Apollo, Apollo Creed. Creed. He, he wins. wins. Three. Number three, Mr. T. I pity, I pity the fool. I pity the fool. Hey, Balboa. 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 <laughs> okay, that was maybe even better. Four ends the Cold War. Okay. Four is Ivan Drago. Five is Tommy, his like uh, apprentice guy. And, but the best appearance is uh, the the Don the, the fake Don King character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. America. Oh, yeah. you touched me. I sue. Forgot all about that. Uh, that's funny. That's these. That's good, man. That's good. That's really good. Rock. That, that was a good like Rocky post Ivan Drago impression right there. It was, it's really good. <laughs> 
this. If he dies. Oh my god. He dies. Yeah, we do need a. All, all right, right, now I covered all the movies. That was fucking. That was funny. That was really funny. All right, but, but Zeke, let, let me ask one one more question about One World. Um, in, in terms of next catalyst, next things that we're going to be looking out from the company, what what is that, and and when can we expect to hear it? Well, the next things I think that you'll be looking for um, from the company is we are definitely um, exploring partnerships um, in the auto industry um, as well as um, in the auto in, industry. Is that what you said? Yes, we're we're really focused on hemp replacing plastics. That's what we are focused on. Ooh, we're stock going up. Yeah, there we go. All right. Everyone chill. Everybody that's chill. A, that's definitely um, a focus of ours. Obviously, supplying to I would imagine that it's hard to break into the auto industry because, I mean, it's just so big and so old. 100%. I mean, you're – you're fight. You're fighting. We're we're fighting the war of climate right right in front of us. Every every, every day we're fighting it. So hemp has a, a a tremendous chance, and really it is something that really can take CO two out of the atmosphere. So yes, automakers alike and other um, industries are looking at ways to become more ecocentric. I mean, obviously. Everyone wants to save the planet just like everybody wants to make a buck. It just what matters more. And I see you're seeing a lot of these corporations start to plan ahead um, as to how they can um, really roll plastic out of their um, industry. Okay. All right. So you're saying that the auto move is realistic. I mean, it would be amazing. I mean, it would be so cool. I mean, we're talking. We're talking mats. We're talking seats. We're okay, not talking, I know. You know, oh, I just want to be clear. Right, I have a, a weed car moving down. The Wait, street. I just want to be clear. I mean, I get it. I'm not thinking. You know, we got the wheels are made of weed. I mean, I get it. Yeah, seats. You know, no, so, someone, in, someone in the chat added this. Like, like the exhaust won't be like weed smoke. Right? Exactly. That'd, no, that'd, that'd be pretty funny though. We'll still need either electric or, uh, or right. gas. Gas. That's fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> fair, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can only do so much. <laughs> All right, Zeke Thomas, thanks a lot, man. No, thank you guys for having me. I love coming on with you guys. You guys always crack me up, so please invite me back. <laughs> All right. All right. See ya. <laughs> All right, thanks, man. That All was right. fun. Oh, that was fun. All right, that was fun as hell. Oh, I'm sorry. And GameStop is going to the highs, baby. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> 48. We have 48. Do we have 49, Spencer Israel? Come Dude, on, I, baby. I'm on a one-minute chart. I'm never on a one-minute chart, but we're at 48. It's crazy. If if GameStop screws me and I miss on Planet Fitness, this is going to be the, literally the worst trading day of my life. So <laughs> I need at least one of them to hit. And we got Spy down a percent. I mean, it's a it's a bloodbath in my portfolio today. We at last check we were down five bands. Let's see. Yeah, we're still down. Wait, five. wait, wait, Luke. Luke, I want to interrupt you, producer uh, Mitch or Rohan. Can we bring on the, the stream here again? Because we we've got some Q and A. Maxine Waters is not oh, yes. having it. Let's go. This is what we're waiting. She's on, not baby. having it. The Q and A is where it's at. He's not having it. I, I stand by my statement. The additional capital we raised wasn't to meet capital requirements or deposit oh, requirements. The gentleman. Excuse me. I'm reclaiming my time. This liquidity problem had real consequences for your customers, but I wonder if they were all that surprised between December 2019 and December 2020, Robinhood customers experienced monetary losses due to system outages. Customer accounts were reportedly compromised. 
the firm repeatedly failed to testify its best execution obligations, and it misled its customers regarding its revenue sources. It seems retail investors often get a bad deal at Robinhood. Mr. Tanee, also, while you testified today that, quote, Robinhood's customers benefit greatly from payment for order flow, quote, unquote, in December 2020, the SEC charged Robinhood for not disclosing that it was getting uh, paid to send customer trades to Citadel Securities and other market makers and for not seeking the best terms for its customers' oh orders. Robinhood provided it was going to be so tough. Such inferior trade prices, it cost your customers over $34 million. Is your testimony Get to the question. after Robinhood paid? Uh, is it your testimony after Robinhood paid the SEC $65 million to settle those charges? that this conflict of interest is in your customer's best interest, yes or no? Chairwoman Waters, first let me say, regulatory compliance is at the center of everything that we do. We've made mistakes in the past. I'm not claiming that- yes or no to that question. Yes or no. <laughs> so Citadel Securities is an important counterparty. Nobody's denying that. The reason that Gentlemen, can answer yes or no. I'm reclaiming my time. Go on there Meanwhile, all right, whoever puts the best Citadel's joke during this, this event this also day raises in the chat is getting a Benzinga pro. It's going to go on like this all day. Yes or no, you're not going to answer. Millions of dollars to process trades by Robinhood's customers. This relationship gives Citadel Enterprise key non-public information as to direction and volume of trades by retail investors. Your firm makes use of private exchanges yeah, K20's kind of right. and other um, off-exchange trading. This is hilarious. Man, that's to this. Without moving the market against you. In fact, at some point last month, 50% of all trades got, like, occurred in dark pools. Get to the question. What is the question? Off-exchange trades. Your business strategy is designed oh, no, intentionally Luke, Luke, to undermine market stock. transparency and scale profits from companies and other investors. One problem, though, Mr. Griffin, is that we don't really know how central your firm has become to the capital markets. Mr. Griffin, does Citadel handle 47% of the U.S. listed Mr. retail volume? Please, yes or no. Yes or no. Excuse me, uh, Chairman Waters, what, what percentage? I couldn't hear that number. 47%. So, Chairman Waters, to the best yes, of my knowledge, so best my knowledge, we handle in excess of roughly forty percent of all retail volume. Thank you very much for reclaiming my time, Mr. Griffin. On January twenty-seven, the Citadel execute seven point four billion shares for retail investors, which would be more trades than the average daily volume of the entire United States equities market in twenty nineteen. Yes or no? Uh, Chairman Waters, that was my written and oral testimony. Read the testimony, oh, lady. Thank you very That's much. what he just said. Uh, and he with just that, said read the testimony. I now recognize the distinguished ranking member, Mr. McHenry, for five minutes for questions. All right. Thank you. Uh, Mr. Uh, Tanev, I'm going to come to you first. Uh, I, I just want to get to Democrats what fans. happened yeah. on that oh, day in this January. Is, uh, so let's take a step back here. You get a call in the middle oh, of the night, knows more. according to what I've heard uh, you in interviews say, and based off that conversation with your compliance team, you decided to halt the buying of GameStop stock. 
uh, people were furious. Um, we'll get into the regulations and the settlement parts of that uh, today. We will get to that. But there's this is what I, I think needs to be answered about your decision. Why is it wide up Robin on the screen? Hood restrict the buying, but not the selling of GameStop. And why did folks get locked out on the buy side only? Ranking member McHenry, uh, I appreciate the opportunity to address that. Uh, the reason that Robinhood, first of all, let me say Robinhood is always committed to providing access. It's in our name. It's in everything that we do. Uh, the decision to restrict GameStop and other securities was driven purely by deposit and collateral requirements imposed by our clearinghouses. So uh, buying, uh, oh, buying, but why, securities but why, is, buying securities why, increases our buying, requirements. Selling does not. Moreover, uh, preventing customers from selling is a very difficult and painful experience where customers are unable to access their money. So we don't want to impose that type of experience on our customers unless we have no other choice. And even though I recognize customers were very upset and disappointed that we had to do this, I imagine it would have been significantly Spencer, worse if we prevented customers from person. selling. We're not going to see them on the same screen today. Okay. So Why let me ask ready? this question. Is payment for Does order flow Yeah, are they the legal? same person? Yes, I'd, I'd rather be order flow is right now. and regulated and, and a common And is this disclosed to uh, those users of your app? Yes, payment for order flow is disclosed in multiple places. And moreover, payment okay. for order flow enables commission-free trading. And that's why it's become the industry standard model as other brokerages have replicated our model and started offering commission-free trading to their customers as well. Okay, so so to that, I wonder if he's going to drop names. Point of what brokers. happened that day and the model that you're using. Uh, let's be crystal clear: that decision you made to restrict the buying but not the selling of GameStop was based. What was it based on? Pressure from anyone on the witness panel here today? Not at all. Zero pressure from anyone. It was. A collateral depository requirement decision made by our Robinhood Securities president. All right, who's that guy? Name drop question. that guy. Let me get in this question. You want to democratize uh, finance. You want to open up uh, uh, Wall mm -hmm. Street to retail investors. You say that Robinhood's mission is to democratize finance for all. So let's talk about that. So yes or no? Uh, can a Robinhood customer invest in Robinhood the company? Robinhood's currently a private company, well, so where that, are we going that's here? not possible. No. Yeah, How does Facebook make money? So you, you mean to tell me that <laughs> people you make money? that use your platform that make you a successful company, and I would say directly contribute to your company's exponential growth and success, they don't get the same access to equity shares as a Robinhood employee or your institutional investors. Is that correct? Currently, that is correct, Yes. All right, Ms. Schultz, let me. Dude, what he wants to say you. is, dude, we're why trying to have a freaking that? IPO why next is, month. Why yeah. is it everyday investors? Right. I, I'm, I'm muting that for a second because he's just going to go. He's going to go to the regulators, and I don't really know. If yeah, we, yeah, yeah. We, we All right, Mr. Spencer, do you want to pitch a stock or do you want me to pitch a stock? Um, what you were about to pitch a second one, and then you kind of uh, got yeah, cut so off. Yeah, so we're going to do it if we got to 600 likes, which is really not many. 
Um, and we're not even there. Jesus Christ. All right. It's, I mean, we got well, a lot of comments. It's because it, it, gonna... we, we cannibalized our stream with, with, with the, uh, the second stream. Well, whose idea was that Spencer? Whose idea was that? Uh, it was may, may have been mine. I'm not sure. I'll, to, I'll you know, I'll get back to you on that. All right. Yeah. All right. So, so should I, I give my new stock ideas? Spencey Spence? Yes. Yes. All right. You guys might be part of this one. I, I actually heard it pitched yesterday and today, but but I am hopping on the bandwagon officially. Let's get a drum roll for this new ticker. All right. MP material sticker. MP Mike Papa. That's right. That is a stock that I'm just about to add to the live portfolio here on the power hour. Uh, you know, maybe I won't be able to. Uh, be, because my portfolio is down so much today, they won't let me borrow more money. Uh, but 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 we'll see. Uh, we're we're gonna go ahead and add MP to to the to the live portfolio. Um, basically, the, this is our rare earth metals play, right? So so this company, it, it's it's a U.S. based company that that produces rare earth metals, right? The, these are the things that that go in semiconductors, they go in batteries, they go in EVs, right? They, they enable a lot of the new tech that that we deal with in our everyday lives right now. Um, the, the reason why I like this stock in particular, and I'm bullish on the sector as a whole, right? The demand for, for rare earth metals is only going to increase over time. The reason why I like this stock in particular is because they are U.S. based, right? You, you've got China limiting exports of these. Um, you know, you, you've got Biden saying for defense reasons, we need to find U.S. solutions for these. Uh, again, you've got EVs are only going to become bigger. Shout out Ford. Ford, my 2021 stock pick of the year. Making some money on Ford. Um, uh, but again, demand is only going to increase for the sector. This is the U.S.-based play for the stock. Is the stock expensive right now? Yes, the stock is very expensive right now. A lot of people are, are in it uh, uh, in the same way that I'm into it, right? Late is, is the answer there. Um, so, so I'm starting with a small position, guys. Like I mentioned, I bought a ton of GameStop. I'm not buying a ton of this one right now. I'm going to start with a starter position. I'm still generally a little bit worried about markets as a whole, so, so I don't want to be you know, 110, 120% long. Um, but, but I am going to take a starter position in this one. If the market sells off, what will I, I add to this position? Yes. Right. We're, we're going to start off with, with just, uh, uh, you know, maybe a hundred shares or so 50 shares, um, and, and, and get this one going. Do I want to accumulate more than that? Yes. I think this company is the future. I think this company is super bright within the next couple of years, this stock should rip. Um, so, so there is the deal um mp materials is the one that i'm in guys in the chat if you like this stock or you're in it now throw me the one if you do not like it you think it's too run up too expensive throw me the two spencer where are you at with this name and i will say guys if this adds some weight this is a chris catchy stock chris the pro probably the, the best report that we have here at benzinga uh he as well what yeah, we got we got a lot of good reporters I mean, that's that's not okay. shit on everyone else. <laughs> I didn't shit on everyone else. All right. Spencer. Okay. All right. Um. Uh. All right. Chris is is probably the number nineteen reporter that we have here at Spencer. Like Chris Spencer. Um. You know, we we we've got twenty in total. Him being twenty. Um, <laughs> I'm twenty. Uh, yeah. I'm definitely alive. But, but Spencer, what do you think of this one? Uh, you know what? Until you started talking, I really hadn't looked into it a ton. I'm going to put it on my watch list just to keep an eye. I just saw someone in the chat say, like, it's too expensive, but I, mean, I said it's too expensive. Oh, you did? Clearly not listening. Sorry. You're, well, you're right, because I've got uh, Representative Caroline Maloney in one ear and you in the other. All right, Spencer, hold on. I got the perfect sound for you. It was yeah. at this moment that he knew he fucked up. 
<laughs> yes, I said it too expensive. Uh, chat seems, seems seems pretty mixed on this one. What is uh, we got a lot of ones, a lot of people who like this name. We got a lot of twos. People saying the thing is too run up. It's too overvalued. Again, I, I am in agreement. It's overvalued. I really like this name for the long term. Uh, so so you know, again, I, I'm going to take a starter position. I'm not running to the bank to pull out cash to buy this thing and throw it now. Um, this is, I agree. It's it's super expensive. And that's why I'm hanging out with it. When it pulls back, if it pulls back, yes, we're absolutely going to be adding the position all the way down, averaging down. Always like to average down on, on, on stocks that I own. And actually, Spencer, you know what might make sense here? What? It, it's selling puts on this thing. I, I've got to re-log into my brokerage account. So 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 maybe you can stall for a second. But, but let me log in. Maybe we, we sell some puts on this stock. I sort of like that. I'm going into my affiliate account to... Uh... Try to find where I because I, I want to tell you about a stock I bought um, that I haven't talked a ton about, but I, I don't remember the price I bought it at. And I'm trying to get that up right now. Which uh, one is it? One World? Do you like One World? One World? No, Park? no. Like my stock is like too mainstream. Oh, but I'm asking you a, a different question. It's not One World, no. I, I Oh my God, I get it. You're still listening to Maxine Waters instead of Hot Stocks Luke. But Wait, I'm, I'm saying. What, do, you, do you have a take on that one? I think that the, the autoplay is interesting. I mean, if they get yeah, an auto that deal, that goes from 50 cents to fucking $20, right? Look, I thought about that. I, I like as a as a rule of thumb, I, I don't I don't play around with stocks that, that are that low priced. Um, you know, do what works for you. It's not really for me. Um, if you like if you like the 50 cent stocks that trade, you know, on the OTC markets, you know, have at it, uh, but it's not shout really, out OTC markets. Not really, not really my. I'm not. I'm not against you know OTC markets. Nor am I against like low price stocks per not. se. But it's just like not for you. No, nah, it's not for me. You know what I mean? Not for me. And and Spencer, can can you give us a, a lesson? Can you do some education for us? Yeah. So so OTC markets is not is not an exchange, but correct. Right. In the eyes of the and law, in the eyes of regulators, OTC markets is not an exchange. It is what a. What the heck is it? Uh, it, it, it it's a marketplace, right? It, it it's subject to regulation. It, it it's a marketplace. I don't I don't remember what the exact legalese is, but it's it's essentially a, you know, think about it in an exchange, right? You place an order. This is how it ideally works. You place an order through your broker. Your broker routes that order. If if they don't do it internally, their their broker routes their order maybe. To a to a citadel who then jumps you in the queue and and eventually your order will get to an exchange and then come back out. You get matched with a buyer and seller on the exchange. Um, that's not how it works in OTC markets, right? It, it's much more decentralized. There is no central location. Uh, it, it, it's a broker to broker thing, right? Um, that's why it can be harder to buy and sell stocks that don't trade uh, uh, or any security for that matter. That do, that doesn't trade on on an exchange, uh, and so because like Robinhood, I, I don't think you can uh, buy and sell companies that that trade uh, OTC. A lot of well, text text Maxine Waters right now, and maybe she'll ask for us. A lot of institutional investors um, are prohibited from buying and selling uh, companies that don't trade on the exchanges. Um, you know, I myself own you know four cannabis stocks that trade on. OTC markets, they don't, they do not trade on the exchange. They're not allowed to because they touch cannabis, and cannabis is still Schedule One drug. Uh, when that day comes, when it is legalized federally, those companies will uplist to the exchange. Uh, it'll open them up for more investment. But until then, that that's that's not how it works. They're kind of they're they're prohibited by law 
um, from trading on an exchange. So, uh, you know, as far as the companies that 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 you think about, the, like the types of companies that trade on OTC markets, it, it it's a lot, right? There are some like shit companies. There are some total scammy companies on there. There are companies that are going through bankruptcy, right? Like JC Penny still trades. You can still buy JC Penny stock. Shout out JCP. If you wanted to, I don't know why you would. But if you wanted to, it's there. It's also a place where a lot of like foreign companies. What's the JC Penny ticker? I think it's JCPNQ. We got Belinda asking. We got to answer it for Belinda. I think it's JC, is, it? is it JCP? Oh look, uh, JCPNQ. Uh, oh no, it went off the board in January. All right, you can't do it anymore. Sorry, guys. Um, but a lot of inter- uh, international companies that that trade primarily overseas uh, will trade. Will have a secondary market. A secondary pool in the U.S., right? So, like, I'm talking like big companies, right? Like, Tencent trades in the U.S., but trades on OTC market, which means they don't really want to go through the hassle of like listing on an exchange, right? We you just walk away. All right, that's fine. Um, let's take, take him off the screen there. Companies like Tencent and Nintendo and Adidas, uh, like, don't like they list on their primary exchange in their home market, whether that's in Europe or Asia. They don't want to deal with 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 the you know they don't want to pay the exchanges essentially, uh, the, the NYSE or the Nasdaq to list again in the U.S. The way they see it is like, look, we're already listed in our home country. We, we don't want to deal with that again. We're just going to put our security on OTC markets, and therefore some U.S. investors will be able to buy uh, and sell our security. Luke, what are you doing? <laughs> Just walking behind me. Um, so, so uh, the the class of companies that that will uh, that that will trade uh, on OTC markets it, it runs the gamut, right? You get some like super large conglomerates that just that uh, are that that are international that just don't want to list uh, on the NYSE or the Nasdaq, and you get some like real like companies that you do not want to have any part of um so it really you really got to do your homework know what you're buying know what you're owning uh for for anything that you, for that goes for anything but especially for otc markets because it really can run the gamut there of um companies that just don't want to be on exchange or they they can't for whatever reason they can't whether they don't meet the requirements they got kicked off they're going through bankruptcy there's a number of reasons why uh so you really want to be careful there uh thoughts on medmen uh yes that is one medmen is actually one that i almost bought uh about two years ago i wanted to buy medmen um after watching i kind of got sucked into an investor presentation and uh it was really good and, and and I thought about buying it. I'm I'm glad I didn't. The ticker is MMNFF. I'm I'm glad I didn't. Uh, but their whole their whole pitch at the time was, uh, we are we are in the most valuable, uh, we have the m- most valuable real estate. We're in the best locations for for retail. They, they, that was their pitch. Um, hasn't quite worked out for them. If you look at you know like the three year chart, uh, I remember looking at this thing back at like six dollars. Um, again, I, I never pulled the trigger. I luckily, luckily, lucky for me, I guess. Um, if you, if you, if you are long men, men, uh, you know, I haven't looked at any presentations that they've done for a while, but check out what, uh, their most recent earnings reports. Cause I remember their pitch at the time was, Hey, we're we cannabis is retail and we have like the primo real estate. We have the best real estate, the best locations for retail in times they're they're like in Times Square, they're in California. Uh, I don't know what's got what happened with the company in the last uh, year year or two. I haven't looked into it. 
Um, but that was their pitch at the time. It doesn't look like, look like it's working out for them too well. Um, okay. Uh, Spencer, let's yeah. go back to MP. What? MP. Yeah you, yeah, yeah, you just pitched that. All right. Uh, uh, you know, I, I said the stock was expensive. The chat said the stock was expensive. So, so rather well, wait, wait, hold on. Hold on. When, when you say expensive, though, what do you mean? Uh, like on a multiple basis, right? Okay, like, so so expensive on a valuation basis, like price to earnings. Yes. What else could I possibly mean, Spency? I'm I'm clarifying for the chat because the oh, chat might. Okay. All right, not for you. That's fine. I'm like, if you don't know what I mean, then I, I don't know what we're doing. Because the, the chat might hear you and say forty four dollars, forty two dollars is not that expensive, but that's not what you mean. You're not talking about the the price. I'm talking about you're paying up for earnings. You're paying up for revenue versus peers. Again, we're okay. I'm bullish on the sector. I like the fact that this thing is in the U.S. That, that's why I like it. So, so what I'm okay. going to do, Spencer, I, yeah. I said we're taking a starter position. Instead of buying shares outright, I'm going to go ahead and sell puts against this stock. And, and let me explain that mechanism again. Uh, I, 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 I've done it a, a handful of times. People always seem to like it. So, so basically, when, when I sell puts on a stock, that means I'm getting synthetically long that stock, right? I, I, I make money when the stock price goes up. Okay, um, and and so let, let me share. Oh, I'm already sharing my screen. Perfect. Yep. That gives me a step. Okay, so 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 what I'm looking at right here is the $35 strike puts expiring 20, 29 days from now, right? So so these are in March. Okay, I'm going to to go ahead and click this contract, right? I'm going to sell two contracts, right, at at a, at a limit price of two dollars and five cents. Okay, so so let's talk about what happens when we do this. Yep. So, so with $2.05 per contract, right? And there's 100 shares in the contract. So that means I'm going to get $205 credited to my account right away. Okay. Um, and then I'm going to sell two contracts. So that means I'm going to have $410 cash deposited into my account today as soon as that contract fills. All right. That, that's what I'm getting here. Um, here here's sort of the, the two scenarios, right? If the price of MP stays above $35 29 days from now. So, so it's at 35 or higher, right? Can run up from where it is now, can go down a little bit, but as long as it's above $35, I walk away with my $410, you know, great cash, have it, take it, use it, invest in something else, maybe more game stock. Okay. Um, if, if the price drops below $35, right? So, so let's say the price goes to $20 a share. I'm forced to buy 200 shares because again we're doing two contracts each contract represents 100 shares but i'm forced to buy 200 shares of the stock at 35 dollars per share so i'm down on it right because i'm getting that two dollars per share really the place where i start losing money is when the stock is 33 and below um but again i i'm saying that the stock is expensive i'm saying i want to put a starter position on it i only sell puts in scenarios where i believe in the company long term i want to hold the stock for years um, and, and so again, that's why I'm choosing to sell puts on this one. Never sell puts on a stock where, where you guys aren't in it for, for the long run. Uh, so, so check this out again, we're selling two contracts, $35 strike. That's 15% where the stock is trading now. So, so, you know, if I do have to buy the shares, I'll have to buy them cheaper than what the stock is currently trading at. I'm gonna hit submit sell order, but a bing, bada boom. And we are filled. There is the trade guys. I said, I was doing a new ticker today. We made it a little bit more fun instead of just buying the stock. We sold puts against it. 
Let's go. Hey, wait, producer, producer Rohan, can we bring on the stream here? Because uh, Ken Griffin uh, is being asked some very good questions about about order flow and how they fill certain orders and execution quality. Let me repeat. Two identical orders come in. Same stock, same quantity. One's from Robinhood, one's from Fidelity. What happens? The quality of the execution varies by the channel of the order. This is a commonly understood phenomenon in economics that channels matter. So, for example, when you go get a mortgage, a mortgage from J.P. Morgan to their clientele has a different rate of interest Okay, let me, reclaiming my time, sir, who gets the better deal? Well, one that comes from a broker who is uh, paying, uh, being paid for order flow and one not. Can you testify that that on balance, there is no difference, assuming the same size of the order? So, as I said earlier, size of the order is only one factor. Other you are factors, doing a great job of wasting my time. You might, if you're going to filibuster, you should run for the Senate. Uh, everyone else I've talked to in this industry says when you pay for order flow, you get a uh, when your broker is being oh paid for God. order flow, you get That's a, a worse execution. Uh, and uh, uh, otherwise, you're in a peculiar circumstance. Where you're making uh, more money on a fidelity uh, transaction uh, than a Robinhood transaction, which would be an absurd business uh, practice. The gentleman's time has expired. Uh, Mr. Right. Lucas, you're recognized for five. All right. Let's, the, the, let's see. Let's give this guy a shot. Let's hear one question from him. All right, Chairman, for holding this hearing, and thank you to the witnesses for agreeing to testify. It's been reported that approximately 20% of market volume is now attributable to retail customers, which I think is just fascinating considering that's up from 10% in 2019. And that's an overwhelmingly positive development, allowing for more market liquidity, more stability, additional avenues for households to grow their wealth. And it's important to increase market access for retail customers. This guy's in Congress. And I don't want to disrupt that if we possibly can. So I'd like to turn with my first question uh, to Mr. Tenniff, let's let's talk about uh, the attention that this pay for order flow has received. You explained in your testimony, Robinhood's relationship with market makers is important for Robinhood's ability to offer commission-free trading. So expand, if you would, on how that ben- how that process benefits the everyday investor, and just expand in general on that, if you would. Congressman, I'd be happy to. Thanks for for giving me an opportunity. So as I mentioned uh, in my written testimony, payment for order flow enables commission-free trading. Prior to Robinhood changing the industry standard model to be commission-free, most brokers collected a commission on top of the payment for order flow on every transaction. Now, Robinhood routes to market makers, including Citadel Execution Services, We've got seven in total across equities and options. And we route without consideration for payment for order flow. All payment for order flow arrangements are uniform across the market makers. And our system routes orders based on who provides the best execution quality for our customers. Wait, Spencer, we got to break in. Citadel gets a relatively high. breaking news just now? Uh, Yes, I got breaking news just now. What do you got? Uh, David in the chat said Vlad does have nice hair. We've had literally dozens of comments today making fun of Vlad's hair. 
Look at this. Somebody coming in for Vod saying he's got nice hair. No, I just don't like what like it looks like he looks like like a 70 like a 70s haircut. Why 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 would why would he have his hair like that? I just don't understand. Also, can we agree? It is such a shame that this hearing is forced to be virtual. Wouldn't you love if they were all in the same room together? Like Ken Griffin, Vlad the Impaler, Roaring Kitty, like one, two, three. That would just be like the best. Yes, dude. I, if you have Roaring Kitty. I want Roaring Kitty and Melvin Capital to sit right next <laughs> yes! to Yes. Gabe Lockin seated next to Roaring Kitty. Oh, my goodness. Dude, that would be amazing. You know, like like you got this dude in his, what, mid-20s, early 30s, cost, cost Gabe literally billions of dollars. Yeah. You know, made himself a couple M's. You know, I mean, that would be the ultimate stunt. Wearing his cat shirt. Come on now. Okay, That's but, what we need. But also, would it even be possible for Vlad and Roaring Kitty to be in the same room together? Because they may or may not be the same person. I think that's very likely. Again, the Benzinga News team has not independently confirmed that. Um, you know, so, so you know, we, we don't know. We don't have a confirmation there. I, I've got. I've got to say, by and large, I, I'm underwhelmed by this. By this hearing, I. I have. Yeah, to but we need more questions for Kitty. Come on. Yeah, no one's asked uh, Roaring Kitty any questions right now, or we, maybe we should agree how do we want to address him. Do we want to call him Deep Fucking Value, Roaring Kitty, or by his name, Keith Gale? What is the DFV? Is my opinion. DFV. All right. DFV. Yeah, let's also not designer nation. How, how should we be referring to, to Roaring Kitty? Should it be DFB, yeah. Deep Fucking Value, Roaring Kitty. Uh, what is it? Keith Keith Gill? Keith, Keith Gill is his name. Keith Gill. All right. So, so yeah, nobody's going to vote for that last one. Um, someone, but, in the, someone in the other stream uh, where we're just restreaming uh, the actual hearing mm -hmm. just commented Lord Farquaad, and I cannot unsee it for <laughs> Vlad. <laughs> Wait, for, for Vlad? Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's good. That's really good, man. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to deliver for you guys. That's really funny. Luke, what is this? Luke, zoom in. What I'm zooming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I wait, can, wait, wait, we got another one. We got comedians in the chat. All right. I, I, I could see a young Professor Snape. Sure. I see it. I see young Snape. Yeah, I see it. Holy crap! Wait, 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 wait. Spencer, add in the stream. We need, we need the side by side on this. Well, Vlad's not up on the screen right now. He he will be in like oh, two he seconds. Is. He yeah, is now. Put him, put him on. Come on, run this. Make it bigger, Spencey. All right, close enough. I mean, that's, I mean, come on now. That's pretty damn good. That's pretty good. And look at this. Whoever's speaking from the house right now, somebody just, just jumped in from Maxine. was like a, a Chris Catchy replica. Um, but seriously, the Snape thing, oh, my God. That kills me. I'm not sure who's speaking right now. I'm not sure who that is. Get, get his, man, I, the, the production values of this hearing are, are worse than... Then, then Benzinga. Then Benzinga TV. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um. But all right, Spency. Uh. Uh. What time is it? It's one twenty-two. We have a guest on in eight minutes. Our next guest. Well, we had a, a one o'clock guest. I thought. 
well, we had Zeke on at twelve thirty, uh, and then no, no, our one o'clock guest was moved to one thirty. That's Trader King. Okay, got it, got yeah. it. Okay, yeah. all right. So, so the guest was moved back to one thirty. Um, you know, I guess let's talk some trades. Let, let's talk some, some stocks a little bit, Spence and, yep. and guys hit the like on the stream. You know, today we've got some very tough competition. I mean, we're, we're going up against Roaring Kitty. That's what the whole world is watching. We're bringing you just the interesting cuts, right? You don't have to sit through all the boring BS, yeah. right? Just the interesting parts. So, so like the stream, share the stream. Refined Warrior did it. Shout out Refined Warrior as always. There we go. Uh, can I offer up a stock? It's it's a much more mainstream stock than than you all are used to on this show. Yes, Spencer, yeah. you never pitch stocks. Let's get I'm it, baby. Sorry. All right. Come on now. Uh, I want to talk about Starbucks. Why I'm long Starbucks. Okay. I, I know consumer staple restaurant. It's boring. Um, I bought Starbucks after reading an article last year um, about Panera's subscription business. If you recall, last February, right before the pandemic, Panera launched a subscription coffee business. Interesting. Um, and Panera is not public anymore, so the you know they don't have to release any data about 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 it if they if they don't want to. But there was an article about how it's going for them last uh, July in uh, Restaurant Business Online, and in the first six months, Panera added seven hundred and fifty thousand people to its its coffee subscription Ooh. thing at nine dollars a month it's on it's nine dollars a month to get unlimited coffee uh and they had three quarters of a million Wait, how many people they had seven hundred and fifty thousand yeah in the first six months all right okay so so that's seven million dollars a month that, that's 84 million a year 81 million. right exactly right so i um oh and and they said uh they're Digital loyalty, and that's not relevant. So anyway, so I, I saw that number, three-quarters of a million people and $9 a month, and all it gets you is unlimited coffee, right? So what does that mean? You go into Panera, you get you get your free coffee, and you get a sandwich. You get something else, right? So I thought, why wouldn't Starbucks do the same thing? And at the time, Starbucks was at uh, like $90. I, I, th- I think when I uh, when I bought this, somewhere in the, somewhere in the 80s, Mid eighties, I, I can't remember the exact uh, the exact price, um, and I bought it thinking like there's no reason Starbucks wouldn't do this. Considering that Panera is having so much success, why wouldn't Starbucks also just launch their own subscription? You, you talk about um, Planet Fitness being a subscription play. Starbucks could be a subscription play too, right? So you, you get that recurring revenue. I just don't. I it seems like so logical to me, and we've seen companies. Yeah, that's in interesting. We've seen companies in the past um, get like the stocks get get a boost when they announce a subscription, right? Like what happened? Like look, look at Walmart. Walmart announced Walmart Plus, which was their answer to Amazon Prime. Stock went up. All right. A lot of times when these companies announce Disney Plus, right? Stock gap. If you pull up like a, a two year chart of Disney, you see like a a, a big gap oh, on yeah. it. That big gap on Disney from like a year and a half ago, two years ago, that was when they announced Disney Plus, right? Yep. So com- stocks go up when companies announce subscription services because Wall Street loves recurring revenue. So I thought, okay, I'm, I'm just t- going to take a shot in the dark here. I bet you in the next year, Starbucks is going to announce some kind of a subscription service. Yeah, and um, guys, in the chat, drop us other tickers you want us to look at, other ticker stocks you want us to talk about. We're going to be bringing on a new guest to get some fresh ideas flowing. Uh, in, in just about five minutes from now, we're also going to be doing an update on our chat challenge at Zinger Nation going head to head to head to head to head to head. Andre, what about GameStop Plus? Wait, Those are the ideas that I'm talking about. Can, I, can I bring on this overlay? 
No, I don't know what an overlay is. Oh my god. <laughs> Do you like it? Do you like it? Mitch, this is amazing. That's so funny. Crap. Nice job, Mitch. All right. Uh Spencer, what about Ride? Lordstown Motor. We talk about this one. We we got a couple people in the chat talking about yeah. this. Let's also talk about E B O N. That, that that's one that, that Lizard King pitched yesterday. Did you watch Lizard yesterday? Yeah. Lizard's a man, isn't he? And he's got such a crew. Shout out, shout out, Lizard crew. Uh, but Ryan, Spencer, where are you at on this one? Bull Bear. Uh, I can confirm that the, uh, the 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 facility exists. I've driven past it before. Uh, <laughs> right off the highway. Um, in Michigan I, I mean, here? What? In Michigan? No, in Ohio. Okay. Yeah. Um, I I've always liked the idea of Lordstown Motors, right? Um, and I I, I like what they're working on. I. I, of course, I wish I, I never bought it. I wish I had. I like the fact that it's held up, right? A lot of these these post uh, SPAC merger companies have not held up. This one has, right? If you pull up, like a daily chart, you go to like the last year. This one's held up. That says a lot to me. That says volumes because a lot of these stocks give it all back after the merger. And this one hasn't. And I, so just from the pure chart, like, you know, a lot of um, chartists will always tell you, if you're going to pull up a chart, it should speak to you in like a second, right? You should be able to draw your conclusion in a second. And what comes out to me about this ride chart is it's 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 held up. A lot of these SPACs have not held up, and this one has. So that alone like to me, Spencer likes this that one. alone to me is a huge vote of confidence. All right, INSG, that's another one in the chat. I pitched this one recently. Bought in it. Seagull, uh, I, I made a great trade. made a great trade on this thanks to Matt Cole. I, I sold it a year ago. I'm that, a major that was a mistake. Stock. This is my 5G stock, right? I, I only have one. This is it. I think 5G is going to replace the hard lines that go into our homes, into our businesses for Interjet. And Seagull makes that possible. They make the, the, the modem router combos that pull in the 5G signal out of the air, rebroadcast it as Wi-Fi. That is the future of Internet. And Seagull, love this one. All right, Spencer. Next one, XPEV. That's you. Well, actually, before you do that, can I just play this chat challenge video that we have? Sure. Senior Nation is going head to head to head to head to head. Perfect. Yeah. I, thought was, I thought that was fun. All right, one more time. One more time. I'm loading up the chat challenge. Come on. Everybody's looking at my private documents now, Spencer. It's ridiculous. Okay, Q1 2020. Senior Nation is going head to head to head to head to head. Perfect. I thought that was fun. All right, we're, we're, we're going to get Luke's docs off then until he's... Uh... So he's doing that. All right. So they, they were just going in on on Ken Griffin and Vlad uh, about uh, Black Swan event. Vlad was just saying how unprepared they were for a Black Swan event. Well, that's that's kind of the point of a Black Swan event, right? No one's prepared for them. That's what makes them Black Swan events. But um, oh, we got a hot take right now. Okay, let's see it. What is we, it? He, he's saying this whole this whole thing is political theater. Let's let's bring it in here. Producer Rohan. Well, it is. But we need to have some of these fundamental and important questions answered uh, at the end of the day. And one of the assertions that you've heard already today is that that investing is, quote, casino gambling. It's using monopoly funny money. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, I, I guess I want to know, is retail, individual retail participation in the marketplace gambling casino gambling or uh, using funny money mr gill why don't we just start with you 
<laughs> what kind Very of a question is that? Oh, Vlad. Uh, I don't hear him. Uh, So, uh, Mr. Hoffman, let's move to you. No, I believe that investing is investing. Okay. Oh, shit. Uh, Mr. Griffin. I believe the vast, vast majority of retail participation are people saving to meet their dreams. All right. Mr. Tenev. Congressman, thank you. As I mentioned in my opening statement, uh, Robinhood customers have essentially made over $35 billion in unrealized and realized gains Very on quick, all Vlad. of their assets. Come on, Vlad. It's, it's, it's a thing for them, correct? Absolutely. It's investing and it's building Let's wealth. Go back to Mr. Gill. Yes, of course. I, 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 do. I believe it's an opportunity for investors to participate in the market just as institutionals participate. Gambling. Okay, so actually the business channels had a good question from one of the Reddit readers, which is, Gill, please. so... You recommended uh, GameStop uh, before. Would you there buy their stock now at roughly 45? It started at 48 earlier today. Here we go. You were talking about buying it and being happy uh, when it hit cross 20. So are you buying that stock today? Well, let me just say that investing can be risky. And my particular approach to investing is rather aggressive and may not be suitable for anyone else. But for me personally, yes. Oh, yes! <laughs> goat, goat. So yes or no, are you buying the stock? And for me personally, yes, I do find it's an attractive investment at this price point. Quick question. Uh, did you invest in game stock uh, because you were not aware of the uh, uh, of uh, payment for order flow? That's one of the accusations because they don't know that. Sorry, could you repeat that question? <laughs> did you buy game stock because uh, you we're not aware of the payment for order flow. My investment in GameStop was based on the fundamentals. Yeah, that's what we were waiting for. Okay. I think that, that, that answers it. I believe my time has expired. Ms. Velasquez. That's what we were waiting for. That was the, the moment. Thank you, Chairwoman. Chair right. uh, Mr. Tenet. Okay. Right, I'm, I'm going to take her off for now. That was the moment. That was the moment. Would you buy GameStop now? Yes. He said it. Yeah, baby. That was it. He's in it for the fundamentals. Fundies. $45. The stock is cheap. Come on, baby. Oh, my God. That's that's the soundbite they're going to replay. I hope they replay it. I mean, God. that's going to be the number one post on Wall Street Bets. I'm that was fantastic. It. Yes. That was fantastic. Come he on, likes, baby. Support he likes the stock. stock. He likes the stock. That's what he said. Keep it up there. Let's go. Uh, I, I do want to go to our guest here in, in a second, Luke. Uh, all right, but I want to do our chat challenge, baby. Yeah, well, all right, do that now, and, and then we'll go to our guest. All right, you introduce the chat challenge. I introduce it every single time when it's just me and Jason. You've never gotten to introduce the chat challenge. Why don't you take a crack at it? No, don't don't put this on me, Ricky Bobby. I I, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know what to say. All right, so so the chat challenge, guys. We do this every single week. This is Zinger Nation going head to head to head to head to head to figure out who in the chat can we trust, who can we listen to. It's not Spencer Israel with his Dogecoin anti-vaxxing views. Um, we want to figure out who in Zinger Nation we can trust with this. Who's giving us the best ideas? The winner this week. We're sending some Bitcoin too. That's right. We're sending you Bitcoin. The question was. Uh, who can most accurately guess the price of Bitcoin at this time on Friday? We've got 24 hours left. 
Yes, it's a tight competition. Lowest price gas was was sixty nine. Highest price gas was four hundred and twenty thousand. Those are two of Spencer's favorite numbers. But right now, Rodrigo and in the chat, you are right. leading this one with your guess of 51,800. Last print that I have on Bitcoin, 52,080. You are only off by less than half a percent. Let's go. Rodrigo N is winning this thing. Spencer in there with his, his 420 guess. So, all right, guys, we're in this all right. one. All right, was that was that it for the chat challenge update? Woo! See Spencer, the chat challenge is fun, man. I didn't say it wasn't. I, I do want to go to our guest. And if though. you guys did not get to participate, you're missing out on this free Bitcoin that we're giving away. Uh, come back Monday. We're doing another one every single week. Yeah. We run this thing up, baby. Money machine go burr. All right, let's get some new trade ideas. I already pitched short. Luke, Luke, we have a guest. I want to bring on our guest, dude. I know that's why I'm I'm getting it ready. Trader Kang is here with us at Trader Kang on Instagram. What's up, man? Oh, no, we can't hear him. We can't hear you. Try now. All right. We're, we're going to get some, some some trade ideas out of Trader Kang. We'll get this audio fixed. I believe it. We had audio problems earlier. We got two minutes, 37 seconds, and who wants to do the military team? this comment let's go yeah, david gang we can do this all right so, so again wait look look did you, did you see they put on the screen there yeah i get that all the time spencer okay right. um but i'm throwing the ideas i'm slinging them i said buy gamestop at the start of this thing if you did that you're up a few bucks uh, i'm saying short planet fitness into the close of reporting earnings and it was put 75 dollars strike we'll see what happens there the other one we got into MP. We sold puts against that one, making us synthetically long. Thirty-five dollars strike, twenty-nine days out. So, so, so that's the deal, guys. David, hey. hey, we have you. Yes, sir. Can you guys hear me? We got him. And and uh, you were faster. You were faster than our previous guest with audio issues. Okay, yeah, our sorry, previous uh, guest took a minute yeah. and a half. You were about a minute and fifteen seconds. So it was tight, but you were the winner. All right. Oh, yeah, man. thanks guys. Uh, yeah, so I just uh, you guys ever heard about the whole power issue with Texas? So I'm from oh, Houston. Oh shit! So... Is that where you are right now? No, 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 no. I literally left the nick of time. I it was my birthday weekend, you know, and then I left. Uh, I'm here in Puerto Rico right now, so my sound system is like different. So I'm glad I got it fixed. But Wait, it would have been a worse situation if I was in Houston. So can we just talk about this for a second. You you fled Texas. You fled to Puerto Rico. Yeah, yeah. Stay <laughs> out. No, I mean I, I I have a place here, so I'm I'm I mean okay. I was gonna celebrate my birthday okay. here anyway, so it worked uh, out. Man, how the turntables, people yeah. fleeing to Puerto Rico because they have power and uh and 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 we don't. All right. Well glad you're safe. Glad you had a good birthday weekend. Thank you. Um maybe I hope you turned your water off before you left Texas because yeah. you got some frozen pipes. All right. What's uh what what's on your radar here? What's on your mind? We've just been hanging out, watching this uh this weird uh, congressional hearing about about GameStonk, uh, game what I just call it, uh, GameStop, whatever. Yeah. Um, what, what what's on your mind here? What are you watching? 
Uh, honestly, man, I'm not even focusing on the whole whatever they're playing right now on GME and stuff. Like, I'm yeah. really right now personally looking at EBON right now. I'm not sure if you guys have been looking at EBON. Wait, but... wait, wait, wait. What's the digger? EBON, Echo, no. Bravo, Oscar, November. We've been, we've been watching Bang. it. That is a crypto play. Here, I'm going to put up a five-day chart on the screen. All right, tell us why you like this one. Well, I mean, you know, again, I'm a day trader, so, you know, I don't really go more into the fundamentals. I look more about the technicals. So uh, I got in here at the price of $12. That was my first entry. All right, uh, so hold on. Wait, what, 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 when did you get into it? Was that today, yesterday? Yeah, that's a day, yeah, that's a day trader, right? So I, I, okay. I don't snoop or anything. I got in at $12, and then I got in again at the $13. So uh, right now it's nicely uptrending above all the indicators I like, uh, which are the 10, 25, and the 50. Um, and I think we're going to see, you know, $14 here coming up next. And then I think we got room to run to 15 bucks. So, um, I'm in, I'm up on this, so I'm just riding the wave. All right. So, 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 so talk to us about this one a little bit. You, you said you got into it at $12. What, what were you seeing that made you want to get into the, the stock? And again, guys, the ticker E B O N echo Bravo Oscar November. Yeah, so EBON right now is like, you know, trade over 88 million volume. I like stocks that's, you know, trading in, in a good amount of volume right now from what I see. In the morning, I traded GTC. Uh, you know, the market's red today, so it's been actually a pretty uh, challenging day to, you know, kind of go long on stocks. But GTC was actually one of my uh, number one go-to stocks, and I nailed that from $10 to $20. And I think it went up a little bit more than that, like $25. So uh, EBON the volume, literally the herd shifted, the day trader shifted towards EBON right now. And the volume right now has been going to EBON. That's why I'm really just mainly focusing on it. So really I'm a momentum trader. So I'm looking at the volume and seeing where the herd is going. So EBON, I smell money here. This is where things are happening. Okay. And, and what will make you get out of the stock? I, either on the upside or the downside? Uh, you know, I'll probably close out if uh, I see that the stock is probably going to crack this trend line that I drew up. So that's probably going to be like uh, a little bit below the 50 MA. Like hey, David, nine. hey, do, do you want to share your screen so we can see your chart and, and what you're looking at? Sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know if I could do there that. we go. That'd be sweet. Okay. It's my first time being on the show, so I'm trying to figure out. All right, cool. That share button on the bottom, you can share, you can share a, an app, a, a tab in your browser. Uh, nope, or, or I got your, it. Or your whole screen. There we go. Whoa. Okay. So, yeah, this is what I'm looking at really, just honestly, just writing this um, trend line right here. I actually basically bought back in at this uh, reversal right here. Um, I'm going to have a little stop below this 50 EMA. Uh, right now, as we speak, it is slightly dropping. But, you know, I have been taking profits again at, since the $12. So, I'm up on this tray right now, but I am like watching this yellow line, which is my 50 EMA. This is where I'm trying to make sure that this area here holds. Um, and right now, I think we're kind of trying to so, uh, have the support around this $12.90, $13 area. I think we should be able to continue on up. I mean, we're not even in power hour yet. So um, most of the time, I'm actually done by, by noon. Like I start from 7 a.m. and I'm done by 12 p.m. But, you know, um, you guys asked me to get on the show, so I'm kind of playing around a little bit here. Woo, we appreciate it. Yeah. How long have you been trading for? I've actually traded since I was 19 and I'm, I just turned 28. So almost like nine, nine years. Um, I've been trading stocks since I was uh, yeah in freshman year of college. So. All right. So I got to ask this one. Do, do you remember your best and your worst trades? I, I love to get these stories. Yeah. So I actually made my first six figures when I was in junior year of college. I was in on that stock um, by Mark Shigrelli. 
forgot the name of that ticker symbol right now on top of my oh, head. Oh, what was it? Oh, yeah, geez. it was. Uh, I'm gonna uh, look this up. Uh, no, yeah, uh, it's on the tip of my tongue. I should know this. He actually came onto our show like when he was in the limelight. It was sort of cool. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. But what was the stock? Shit, I don't remember. I'm sorry. No, no. Like I, I forgot. I, I forgot the name of the, the ticker symbol, but. Um, I held that stock around three dollars and like twenty-seven cents. That was my first entry, and held it like for overnight. And the stock, I think, like literally just went up to like six dollars, and then ten dollars, and then fifteen dollars. And K Bio, yeah, K Bio, K B I O. That's right. That was the one. Yeah. All right, hold on. We uh, we we gotta get. A, oh shit! It doesn't trade anymore, does it? No, it gets oh, off. K Bio, yep. off the board, man. Wait, sorry. Continue, David. Yeah, yeah. So that was a stock that I got in on, and that was my big uh, money maker. So you know, I started with two thousand dollars when I was nineteen, and then uh, like sophomore year it turned into about twenty-seven thousand, and then uh, like you know, end of sophomore year, I thought I was really good at it, and um, I you know got out of it, lost about twenty thousand dollars. So I was like, you know, I was still up like seven thousand. So I was like, you know, that was a pretty devastating moment for me, but. You know, I was like, you know, I'm going to keep keep going. I'm still up technically since $2,000. So I kept going. And then junior year, got it back above $27,000. And then um, from there, I just kind of, you know, really started to research more into, like, you know, companies. Back then, I actually started doing a little bit more swing trading because I was in college. Uh, so I would hold, hold stocks overnight and stuff like that, do more uh, of those kind of moves. But um, and then it paid off basically when I got on that KBI. I saw I was hearing about rumors about, you know, um, the drug price getting jacked up and um, it, it paid off really, really handsomely. So after that, I, after I graduated, you know, I really started getting into just more day trading, you know, because I like to sleep at night. You know, I like I like peace at night. You know, what I mean, so uh, I don't like the idea of just like holding something that, you know, and next thing you, know, you have to wake up and, you know, your stock could be down and stuff like that. So, I mean, I do swing trade here once in a while, but you know, really mainly is day trading. So, yeah. so your your but your your entering positions with the idea that you're gonna sell them that day. Yeah. So I wake up at seven by seven a.m. Um, get into pre market, build up a cushion. Usually I do a pretty good job building you know some sort of profits. Um, so I can get into once the market opens on up. You know I have built up maybe like you know four, five, six grand of profits. You know on average, and then from there you know I'll, I'll day trade. You know, usually focusing on the first hour of the market, so 9:30 to 10:30, and then when it gets about 11 o'clock, I'm usually stepping out. You know, and then the last hot 20 minutes is what I call it, meaning from 11:40 to 12 p.m. is when I see the volume surging back on. So from you know 11:40, I like to focus on the first out uh, of the last 20 minutes before lunch hours because that's when you know traders want to take the last trades before going to lunch hours, and I usually I'm done. Um, but in, yeah. Can, can, can I just interrupt for a second? Uh, the the senator that is question or the senator, the representative that, that has the floor right now, just asked Vlad if Robinhood moderates social media. That's that's what that's the question. If, if does Robinhood moderate Reddit? It was basically what he was saying. Oh man. Okay. That's crazy stuff. All right, um, but 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 David, so so let's talk about this one a little bit. E B O N. You, you sort of mentioned it when when you were you're just going through the setup. Um, you're you're talking about the 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 50 EMA is what you're watching. It looks like we've gotten below that. Are you going to look to close this position out, or or how are you going to manage it now? No, no, no. I'm, I've already got. Out. I just said that I had a stop loss a little bit below the 50 EMA, so that cracked. So it got me out. So, wait, all right. So, wait. So what question from the chat? What EMAs do you use? And yeah, how do you? Like, use them? 
Yeah, so I used the 10 EMA and the 25 EMA. I used the combinations of the 10 and 25. Uh, the 25 is the white, and uh, I like to color them in, uh, you know, uh, 10 EMA as blue. And then the 50 EMA is the yellow. Uh, 50 EMA, I, I like to use that as sort of like support or dip buy areas. Same, and then like 200 EMA is like my final area. If I really like that stock and, you know, that 200 EMA is still holding out, you know, buy the dip there. And usually it works out pretty good for me. And then I use the combinations of, you know, the MACD and the RSI a lot. This is one of my favorites. So um, I like to draw support and resistance lines in the RSI and figure out. It's kind of like, you know, a double conf confirmation of my support and resistance area. So I like to look at where the stocks have been selling off the most. Like, for example, here, the stock likes to get sold up at the 86 RSI. So the next time it comes back on up around that 86, I'll know when to sell. And then I also look, like to look at where it likes to bounce, uh, you know, kind of uh, the most. So like in this case, it's got the whole bottom right here. So I'm thinking if it comes down around this 23 RSI, it's going to bounce off around that area again. So. Well, why do you use EMAs and not, uh, you know, other types of moving averages? Sure. Yeah. Because, you know, the EMAs are what we call exponential moving averages and they're, you know, uh, more geared towards day trading, right? You're, you're, uh, exponential moving averages is more, uh, you know, uh, it's more like, you know, minute by minute, you know, it's more like, because, you know, day traders, we use the time frames of one minute, five minute. And so exponential moving averages just follows the average a lot faster and smoother as to like SMAs, right? A lot of swing traders like to use the simple moving averages. So they're a little bit laggy compared to, you know, um, the EMAs when it comes to day trading. So um, I prefer the EMAs when it comes to day trading. Uh, and question out of the chat asking if you're using a minute chart, I assume that you are. Yeah, one minute chart and the five minute chart. So I like to use a one minute chart mainly in the you know morning time. And then by the time it gets like, you know, past 1030, I'll change it to five minute. Sometimes I'll just have one minute and five minute chart like side by side so I can kind of see, um, you know, how these two, uh, how that one stock is doing, you know, so I see a better uh, bird's eye view. Uh, any anything else on your radar before we hop here as far as other stocks you're watching <laughs> on, on your watch list? You know, honestly, uh, today was really, in my opinion, it was the worst trading day of 2021 so far. Like really? the market's been super red. Like it's just been uh, really dry. Like I was, you know, playing stocks with, with my team, and like the only thing that I really nailed today was this GTC. And after that, I was like, you know, I'm pretty much done. But I saw that EBON was gaining the momentum. So um, here, let me share my other screen real quick. Um, but actually, I think it's. Just, yeah. So like, uh, I'm gonna stop the screen here. All right. The, so we just got done with maybe the worst line of questioning uh, for, for the entire hearing. Producer Owen, if, if you can bring it in here, and uh, Representative Steve Sivers from Ohio. You actually, decided. Uh, he's to got stop, the best line uh, of questioning right now. So your I'll, users we'll, we'll go to, to him in a second. GameStop I, I want to let David finish his point though. What you were just about to say though and i've got one yeah. more question for david too yeah 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 so you know the very first play was gtc's you know obviously this is uh the scanners i use but this is like up 112 percent right now um you know earlier this is these are like basically my entry points basically on gtc so i got in at first at ten dollars and basically just literally wrote up the whole trend line as much as i could towards the twenty dollars uh, obviously, I was rotating sure, meaning I was getting in and out scalping on the way up as long as the trend line was holding. And then um, the second area that I got back in was at this area here at that $12, $21 and uh, $22. 
and then we got it back up to 25 and then um, the third time we got up a little bit at 25 and then got our target area and then this one well, the fourth time usually um, usually how it works is like every time I go more than three times on a stock trade uh, the fourth one and a you know, more uh, third trade above it gets a little bit you know the the percentage of winning decreases because obviously the more you play at one point you're gonna get uh, you're gonna get you know trapped a little bit so other than that I mean this one was my favorite play and so that's why I moved on to EBM when I noticed that the stock was you know EBM was getting more uh, momentum but I would think you know honestly going uh, my last closing line is that EBON is definitely still, still worth watching going into power because this 200 EMA is still holding on up. So I'm thinking, you know, as long as I told out holds, I think EBON is going to have another shot uh, at, you know, uh, during power hour for the stock to move back on up. So. All right. And David, the, the question that I had is, is, you know, you, you said you're starting at 7 a.m. Uh, each morning. I'm curious as to what your morning routine looks like. How do you start identifying stocks that, that are good for a day trade? Yeah, so I first look at the float. Obviously, the lower the float, the better for me. Anything under 10 million is considered a low float. So I like to focus on the lower float stocks. Obviously, I'll, I'll look at the new streamer and see like certain key hot words, you know, hot keywords on a hot press release, um, you know, look for um, certain keywords. And then as long as the stock has, you know, pretty uh, low float, has good news. And I look at look at the daily chart to see if the stock still has more room to run. Um, and then I just literally chart it, see where uh, the stock is currently trading at. And you know, where the resistance points are at. And I just focus on that from there and then just use my indicators. And that's you know, really just simple as that for, for me as a day trader. So, and, um, and when you're filtering out the low float stocks, who's, uh, whose screener do you use? Uh, the screener for the, the news. Uh, uh, like, like how do you get your list of low float stocks or, or, you know, anything along those lines? Oh, uh, I mean, I use like usually just Finviz, you know, type it in and, you know, just kind of filter them out basically. Yeah. Awesome. Get this guy Benzing a pro. All right, David Kang. You can find him on Instagram at Trader Kang. Thanks a lot, man. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you guys. All right. All right. Have fun in Puerto producer, Rico. Producer Rohan, can we bring on the hearing? And I want to rewind it a few minutes because this is actually a really good line of questioning. This guy, uh, this congressman actually knows what he's talking about. He, he is in front of a literal green screen or something. I'm not quite sure what that's about, but he's actually asking good questions about settlement, about buyers and sellers. Uh, so let's bring him on here, and I want to rewind it if we can, like a couple minutes. To some of Robinhood's customers not being able to. So this is this is about three and a half minutes back, including okay, GameStop thanks. for a period of time, but because the majority didn't include the SEC, the Depository Trust Clearing Corporation, or the National Securities Clearing Corporation to testify, we're left with what we have. Uh, that's because so I believe the majority is attempting to use now. this hearing to drive a narrative about the U.S. capital markets being rigged. But I do have several questions. Uh, Mr. Tanev, you decided uh, to stop uh, allowing your users to buy GameStop and other stocks as a result of capital requirements on Robinhood Securities. Is that correct? That's correct, yes. Deposit requirements with our clearing houses. And, and you know, those got resolved, but for a period of time, uh, some of your users could only sell and not buy, and that could have contributed to uh, the stock actually going, you know, not not going up as fast because some of your users were prohibited from buying. Uh, is do you think that is uh, possible that that could have happened? I, I shouldn't speculate on what could have happened if if there are um, more sellers than buyers, does the stock price go down or up? 
Well, to be clear, Robinhood, Congressman, is a minority of trading activity in um, in these securities. I understand, but if, if your buyers can only sell and not buy, then it, it clearly uh, keeps you from putting upward pressure on the stock price. Is that correct? This is actually good stuff. On, on yeah, Thursday, customers on our platform could only sell, so there was no ability to buy. That's correct. Great. So, uh, you know, I know, and you said earlier, uh, by the way, I know some people have attacked your arbitration agreements, uh, but I want you to be clear. If your users were harmed um, as a result of these actions, they can recover through arbitration. Is that correct? Yes or no? Yes, that's correct. And our arbitration is FINRA supervised and and, and wow. overseen. And we do believe arbitration gives customers a fair and speedy speedier resolution to to their claims. That's Thank interesting. You. He just does, said you could sue him if you lost money. Does your agreement and your arbitration allow for group arbitration or only individual arbitration? Let me get back if to you on that. If one. a group was treated similarly and similarly affected so or lost model. upside or lost mm -hmm. money, can mm -hmm. they do it as a group or is it only individual in your arbitration agreement? Well, Congressman, uh, I'm sure you're you're familiar of the number of class action lawsuits filed against Robin. And I'm not for... asking about a class action lawsuit. Oh. I, I'm asking in your arbitration system, can a, can a group of people come together or as an individual? And this is not a trick question. I, I'm not a fan of trial lawyers. I'm just trying to understand. Yeah, I appreciate the, the question, Congressman. I think the best thing I can do is get back. I don't want to speculate on what the actions of his tweet were. The stock did rise after this, then Do you believe that that tweet was targeting you because you had shorted Tesla stock in the past? Oh, Ooh. Uh, you know, we had a very small short position years ago in Tesla. That would be pure speculation as to his motives of putting that tweet out. Okay. okay. Thank you. Uh, that was an awesome I'll question. go back to... Yeah. Uh, this guy knows what he's doing. On the, um, I'm not from Ohio, but I like On him. the regulatory requirements, do you believe that uh, the SEC and the Depository the Trust Clearing Corporation should modify any of their rules as a result of what happened uh, to your users because of capital requirements? The gentleman's time has expired. And... All right, that 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 was fun though. That, that that was a good line of questioning. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, I I appreciated that. Like like the Elon Musk, right? Did Elon Musk drive up GameStop yep. to get back at you? That's awesome. I mean, that's a great question. Yep, that that was really good. That was really good. So again, that was that was on about a three. We had to, we had to rewind that about three minutes. Uh, but that that was like the best line of questioning we've seen all day. I do want to say. Uh, just as a programming note, we do have the BZ Crypto Show coming up in a couple of minutes. Wait, I've got a, I've got another programming note. I was, I'm not going to say better. Okay, what do you got? But, okay, hold on. I'm going to be a little dramatic. You know that this show is about three things, Spencer. It's your first time on it. It's about number one, trade ideas. Number two, uh, fun. And number three, gimmicks. All right, that's what the show is about. So hold on. Boom. All right, guys. If, if, if you are having fun with us, you're having fun in the markets, you want to learn, you, you want to party this Saturday, this upcoming Saturday from 9 a.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern, we are hosting the Benzinga Bootcamp. 
This is totally free to attend. It is a full day of education. The goal of the day is to go from zero to hero. We are taking you guys all the way through, um, you know, making your, your first trades through some more advanced option strategies. We call it a boot camp for a reason. It is it is rigorous. Uh, we have amazing educators that are coming on. Uh, my, myself, Neil, and Spencer will be hosting this thing. So, so oh, if you like wait, talking, I am, I am hosting Spencer. now? I don't even know what my role is. I am all right. Hosting? Myself and Neil will be hosting this thing all day Saturday. We are <laughs> slaving away for you guys. We are working hard to bring education to the world. That's what Zinger Nation is all about, guys. So it's been it's been ZingaBootCamp.com. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to spam this link in the chat. Again, it's literally free to attend to sign up. So, yeah. so, so do it. If, if you want to learn, you, you want to make money in the markets. Again, we're, we're going all day Saturday. Markets closed. We can just focus on education. We're going from zero to hero, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern. Putting in the work for you guys. That's what it's all about. That's it. That's it. Hustling for dollars and education. It's free, Spencer. I normally am hustling for dollars, but I mean, come on now. No, I mean you the, the idea is by attending the event, you that's that that is Okay, you fair, fair. That's hustling. All right. All right. Uh it is 159. I've seen a couple of people ask about what's going on with HOL Holicity. I saw a uh, a tweet speculating that it's going to be added to one of Kathy Woods funds today. I don't know what the deal is with that, but it did, did just go to blast off mode. From 1921 yeah, uh, in a second there. So H O L Hotel Oscar Lima. That's the ticker. Holicity. I don't know it? what they do. Let's see. Uh, it's a SPAC. So I don't know what the if there's a rumor. Okay, or... yeah, it's a SPAC. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. Pure Zinger speculation. Nation. Pure speculation. We know nothing. I, I guarantee somebody in Zinger Nation knows what this deal is, what the SPAC is merging with. Throw it out there, help the community out. All right. And then, and then let's look at FUV2. Our, our young investors have been posting on this one a ton. Oh, that's yeah. sort of an ugly chart. Oh, poor young investor. All right, we'll have to ask him about that one. 